We were talking on the podcast yesterday about the race with researchers around the world looking to develop a vaccine against COVID-19. I think the World Health Organisation is now tracking uh, the progress of of what's going on. And we were just asking the question, where are we at Mm. here in our backyard? And I guess internationally as well in the in the quest to find that vaccine. Yeah, Professor uh, Paul Griffin is uh, at University of Queensland. He's also the director of infectious disease at Marta Hospital, and he joins us now. Um, are we all right to call you Paul, or do, would you? Yeah, no worries. Okay, <laughs> or your Majesty, okay. <laughs> your Worship. Thanks, Paul. Well, he's a listener yeah. of the program, so oh, we've we got so much respect for him. Oh, you, good man. Your Honour, where are we at in terms of <laughs> in, in terms of finding a vaccine? Yeah. Look, things are going really well. And, you know, I was saying right at the start of the year that I think early next year we'll have one or maybe a few vaccines. And that looks to be uh, pretty likely at this stage. And I guess the funny thing now is we're only, you know, three or four months away from that time. So there are quite a few vaccines in what we call phase three or the final stages of clinical trials before we can look at approving them. There's about 10 in that stage now that, Mm. that all look really promising with the data so far. So I really do think we'll have one or maybe a small number of vaccines that'll be at least pretty good by early next year. So how many do you work, are you working on? Because I know that like my understanding was there was some Oxford trial and then there's the UQ one. The Oxford one's in phase three at the moment, which, which is by the end of this year, we'll sort of be getting to the vaccine stage where there's wide scale sort of, you know, release of it, where the UQ one might be a few months behind that. Is that right? Or what's, what, is that the timeline? Yeah, so so the UQ vaccine is still in phase one, but the the phase two is uh, pretty close. Um, I'm also working on a few others uh, with a, a US company, Novavax, and so I've done their phase one work, and theirs is in phase two. We've just started another phase one with an Indian company, so I'm currently working on three, and we're about to start a fourth vaccine study actually here in Brisbane. So, sorry, just you talk about those phases. Yeah. phase one is where it's given to like a small group of people, and yep. then phase two, it's given to hundreds of people. Phase three, they give it to thousands. Is that an accurate summation? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So phase one is the first study in people, usually around 100 healthy volunteers for that one. Phase two is more people, often up to a 1,000 or a few hundred at least. And we start to look a little bit more in the phase two, whether it's actually working, so preventing people getting the infection. And the phase three is often a really big study. So for a lot of these, it's you know, 10, 20 or even 30,000 volunteers. And that's where wow. we really want to see that people that get the vaccine don't actually get the infection or if they do, don't get it as severely. So the, the phase three is the information we really need to make sure that they're actually working. Branding-wise, Novavac would be excellent for us. Mm. Um, Paul, if you could just if you could just give it a boost. But what what happens if that's an American company? So if if that one is the one that that comes through with the goods, uh, do you then have to just send them the the details? Like, does that does it have anything to do with us once you find out that that company's stuff is good? Not so much, and that's where those deals that the the government are doing with those different manufacturers really come in. And but I guess what's been really different is that everyone's working together so much with this. So you know, there's a there's a big group that the WHO are part of that are trying to make sure that when we do have a vaccine, it'll be given out in a fair and equitable way to the the people that need it most. And so we, we're participating in that as well. So you know, I'm very confident that the the vaccines that get through all these trials, that the people that need it the most will will get it when they need it. Is, is there a danger that can't happen though? Um, Paul, is, is there a danger that some somebody out there is going to develop the, the vaccine and put monetary gain ahead of the welfare of people? 
In theory, I guess, and, you know, so-called vaccine nationalism has been a big concern from a lot of people throughout this process, but it's looking increasingly likely that we won't really see that. And as I say, everyone's really working together. And I think no one's in this for the money, genuinely. I think people are, you know, they understand how important this vaccine is and everyone just wants to see us get back to as close to normal as possible. And I think that's everyone's goal at the moment. So if you, and I'm not sure as a medical professional, et cetera, et cetera, whether you can answer this with any degree of uh, Go cert- ahead, mate. Certainty, if I can, I will. If, if you, not you, Ashley, I'm talking to his honour. Um, but uh, seriously, do you, Paul, do you, is, there a, is there a time, if you're a betting man, uh, and have a, have a punt for us, if, if you were a betting man, given Set the information the that you have, which is more information than anyone else driving their cars today yeah. or you know, heading to work, whatever, if you could put a, a, a time frame on when, as an individual person in Brisbane, uh, getting a vaccine in their hot little hands to put this beyond doubt, what, what time frame would you put on that? So I think for uh, there'll be some kind of emergency use access or um, prioritised use that I think will generally be in the first half of next year. So maybe our healthcare workers, for example, will get access to it. I think for the general community, be able to go to their GP and then get one from their pharmacy. I think that's probably the end of next year at the earliest still. So going from having one approved and it being used in a prioritised way to our healthcare workers and emergency services, for example, there's a lot of logistics to get from that point to the general population being able to go and get it from their their local GP or however we distribute it. So I think towards the end of next year for most people will be when there'll be an option available like that. Thanks, Heath, for joining us, Paul. That's that's good. Good information, mate. Not that I'm a betting man. I'm just going to put a multi on emergency use access by March. (laughs) Yes, into what? Into? Into (laughs) a pharmacy-bought civilian vaccine Mm. by November. Into the Roosters winning the preliminary final. (laughs) I'm getting six bucks bucks fifty on that, Professor. That is good, Paul. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ash Kevin Lutzi with Susie O'Neill. Nova.